0: This be?
1: is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com/slash friendly atheist podcast if you like what you're listening to. We just posted An interview I did with the authors of a new book called Secular Surge about the changing demographics and how it affects politics. I think uh, people who like this show will like that interview. We'll post it publicly next week, but if you are a Patreon subscriber, you have access to it already. Mm -hmm. Jess, how are you?
0: Oh, you know what? I cannot complain. It is like thirty-five degrees, which feels like paradise.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: I cannot believe how quickly. Are you getting any flooding or anything? This snow melted and
1: knock on wood things are okay so far but
0: oh yeah yeah it's it's (laughs) been bananas crazy but the snow is almost gone and it was it was like two feet by me
1: a chicago like 40 is a good texas 90 or something here
0: well it's one of those things that if it's over mm, 30 degrees maybe upper 20s i won't wear a coat to go grocery shopping because i don't i don't get cold enough between the car and the store to like wear a big bulky coat that's just the Midwestern tough in me. A couple of years ago, we had another, um, crazy cold step. And then I went back to the dog park and this woman was like, aren't you glad we finally have nice weather? And it was like 22 degrees. So Midwesterners <laughs> yeah. are living on there our own little journey here. Yes.
1: <laughs> I want to talk about this story right up front. Cause I've been dealing with it for the past like hour or so. It's insane. I'm and I shared it with just so Jessica. excited to talk about this. Um, I missed this when it happened. It happened last week and it totally escaped my radar. Didn't get a lot of coverage. um, And so I've been digging into this, but here's the backstory. There's a church called cross mountain church in San Antonio, Texas. uh, Typical like white evangelical non-denominational church. The pastor and his wife are the senior pastors. Nothing weird about that. Um, But the reason they're in the news is cause a woman named ashley ayers posted something i believe on instagram maybe snapchat and maybe to a private group of friends like it's a locked profile not a public one where she basically went on a long rant about how their church is doing all this stuff about black people and my god (laughs) like i know it's black history month you guys but cool it Um, i can't i can't even quote any of the stuff she's, and I can quote some of the stuff here. Here's the safe stuff she yeah. could say. You know, after all the riots and stuff, we uh, I, let me let me paint a picture for you. She's white after all the riots and stuff. We had to do that panel where we brought black families up and have them talk and like had a whole Sunday dedicated to black people like the 21st meaning last weekend. The 21st is going to be dedicated to black history month, which is fine, but it's like it's a lot and I don't even post that much about baptism. Why am I going to post that much about black people like that doesn't even make sense. I'm not like racist i know i'm not racist this goes on for a while and i could do this all day yeah
0: it's not an especially coherent message um yeah it, she it was like a parody it was very much like a parody of like this is a really good example if you of trying to
1: make fun yeah of white privilege this is what you would say
0: And could you, do you understand what she was talking about when she said she doesn't talk about baptism that much? That one lost me a little bit. I think she's
1: saying she's part of this church Uh and she doesn't even talk about Jesus this much. But apparently we got to talk about black people all the time. Are
0: you sure? I bet she talks about it a whole fucking (laughs) lot.
1: (laughs) Right. And it gets even worse. Like, um, I believe she's. The thing that seems to get a lot of attention online, where in the small circles where this is forming, is she makes a reference to Brianna Taylor, which is not how you say her name, and then quote, "Oh my God, that guy with the, with the big, big nose,
0: nose.
1: I—that's his name—was
0: slackjawed." Yeah. Is she... Boy, oh boy. I don't know if you know
1: this, because all I sent you was that video. Here's what I can tell you about her. Yeah, also,
0: Hammond sent this over with no context. Just watch this video.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. She's married. She's married. I was going to say, like, if she was some 14-year-old girl saying something stupid on her private... Like, I'm not going to... Shit, all over her oh, here.
0: She looks very young. So when having it over, my initial reaction was like, "Oh, this is some like high school kid." Yeah, but she apparently is
1: is old married enough, and like old enough to be married.
0: Yeah, and and but and just the way she talks feels very juvenile. Of just like not not to criticize, not like her tone of speech speech, but like just the things she talks about are kind of meandering in a way that I'm used to hearing like teenagers talk of like. And you know, is the worst part though. I, was... I'm going to say
1: two things that are going to blow your mind in just a second.
0: Oh God! Um, finish okay. your thought here. Oh, I was just going to say that that at one point I think she like calls out a member of her staff or something. She does. Or of the this staff. Is
1: a very white church. She referred to it as 99 percent white, which is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> and there is either one or two staff members who are black and she's basically saying they're doing all this stuff because oh god one person on the church staff is black as if that should be like as if we should have none is what she's implying or we Uh, wouldn't be doing any of this stuff if not for that one or two uh those one or two people
0: yeah it was it was a real fucking mess and i cannot believe it came from 2021 like i know i know it's naive but Just once in a while, they still manage to surprise me with their really deep-seated racism. Like, the racism is just down to her bones, huh?
1: Yep.
0: Except for she said she's not racist. She knows she's not racist.
1: She's not racist, just so you know. Yes. Um but very comfortable talking about this even in front of her friends.
0: Yeah, I I am very <laughs> curious if you find out who this was intended for because it did yeah,
1: feel... Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know if this was privately posted and then leaked a la Ted Cruz's wife and her text messages oh, or if this was a public thing that, I don't know, like a minute later, she was like, you know what, I shouldn't post this and then took it down. Um, by the way, she is married to the pastor's son. That's okay, how, I knew
0: she had a connection somewhere. That's her
1: connection to all this. And bomb drop number two, Uh-oh. she's the church's director of communications.
0: <laughs> well, she effectively communicated their platform, so I have no notes, actually.
1: <laughs> the pastor and his wife last Sunday, because, again, I'm late to this, but I haven't seen this anywhere else. The pastor and his wife, before they delivered... Uh, or invited a guest speaker last Sunday on at church, which was already planned in advance. Mm-hmm. They gave a little speech to the church, basically saying, look, we know this thing is online. We're going to, uh, I'm paraphrasing. They apologized to the church on behalf of their daughter-in-law without going into any of the stuff she talked about. Oh, they just said, she doesn't represent what we think. She doesn't represent what our church thinks. Um, And what else did he say? He said, He basically said, we're going to take care of this on our own. He said, on a message he posted to Facebook, I am addressing specifics with my family. Of course, I do not condone or approve of all of their actions and words, but I can love them in the same way Jesus loves me, even with all of my faults. Which, I'm not surprised that they would say that. But also, you're not addressing... This isn't some rogue family member where you keep it private. This is a pastor Whose daughter is a church staffer who is talking about another church staffer and the, I don't know, two black people who apparently go to their church and all black people in general. I feel like this is something you ought to take private uh, publicly since she clearly had no problem. I mean, here's the thing, even if this was a private message to her friends, uh-huh, she obviously felt comfortable enough to share it on social media, even to her friends. Right. What does she get away with saying? In private, I also want to know, like, fine, don't blame the pastor for this. He clearly is the guy who's doing too much to much to her dislike, but uh, about black people. But I would say, even though he's saying all the stuff that seems right, you don't get that mentality that says, oh, God, black history month. You get Mm -hmm. a whole month. When's white history month? You don't get that mentality unless you grow up in a culture that leads you to think all of this is normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what culture did she grow up in? She works at this church. They clearly haven't gotten through to her. Right. She married into this family. They clearly haven't gotten through to her. And right. I don't know if she attended this church. I don't know how she met the pastor's son or what, but. Somewhere, I'm guessing, this is totally an assumption on my part, she probably went to a church similar to this one, if not this one, which means like your your church culture did not do enough to push you away from that type of thinking. And maybe that says a lot about the church culture you were brought up in, even though they may claim very publicly and may actually try to be against racism. And mm-hmm. yet, as we've discussed over and over, and we saw it with uh, the, the congressional coup, and stuff like that there are plenty of christians who will say i'm not racist but will totally support racist stuff
0: well i mean i think at this point people don't really know what being racist means i think they think they nobody can call them racist unless they like actively lynch someone and even then they're like well unless you say this one had it coming unless
1: you say the n-word with like a hard r and wear a hood you're you're totally fine
0: i would argue People who say the N-word, white people say the N-word regularly would also claim that they are not racist. I've met a lot of white people. We're idiots.
1: (laughs) But again, the fact that she just says all this, like, she's so comfortable talking about it. I mean,
0: doesn't that kind of belie everything? Is like, she clearly has never had this, like, never said this kind of thing to somebody who said, like, hold on, hold the fuck on. Yeah, that's...
1: That was the thought going through my head too. no one in her life circle, Mm -hmm. or at least to the point where she would have recognized that voice in her head when Mm -hmm. she starts this rant. No one in her life circle has told her, what the hell are you saying? Stop it.
0: (sighs) Yeah. And it kind of makes me think of the Heidi Cruz thing.
1: That's yeah.
0: Which is like. Okay, for, so for those who don't know, um, I, the whole Ted Cruz thing we, we talked about last week of him going into going to Cancun with his family, because it's so cold in Texas, even though his constituents were, you know, actively died by the dozens. By and, the way, Florida's still,
1: I'm sorry, Texas is still suffering as we speak. Where's mm-hmm. Ted Cruz right now? Where is he right now? Florida at CPAC. Oh, Jesus.
0: I mean, at least, oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, oh God, I have so many thoughts on CPAC too. But um, so a similar thing happened. uh, A thing happened last week that Heidi Cruz, Ted Cruz's wife, um, apparently had texted a group of her friends and was like, hey, it sucks here. Who wants to go to Mexico? Cabo, whoa. And one of her (laughs) friends, so this is clearly somebody she is close enough to to say, let's go on a vacation together, which, like, I don't know if I'd invite Hammond in on a vacation. He doesn't seem like that much fun. So, like, they they had to be I, pretty close. I yeah. am
1: offended, and also you are correct.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. You wouldn't want to go anywhere that I go anyway, because my dog would come.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> anyway, um, where was I going? Oh, so she clearly was close to these people, and one of them took a screen grab of her text chain and shared it, and, like,
1: the betrayal. Like, <laughs> he the even the Cruz family's friends hate Ted Cruz as much as the rest of us.
0: So I, so apparently, um, Ted Cruz went on a podcast called Ruthless, which came, which is a conservative podcast that came out right after um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I'm not going to comment on that, but they're monsters. Um, first of all, Ted Cruz made another zodiac joke on that, which. I I have said on this program I don't like when he does it because it makes him seem slightly more likable, and I don't need that right now. Same way, like, for a while, his beard was like, oh, it's kind of an improvement, but it's gotten out of control, and I just don't need to humanize him at this point in my life. I have sort of a lot of, you know, plates and spinning. But, so he said this. he hasn't had this much negative press coverage since Northern California in the 60s. Pretty funny. I will grant that to him. So, (laughs) so... Apparently, uh, his neighbors were also, like, beyond whomever leaked these uh, text messages, um, like, his neighbors all hate him because apparently when he got home from his little trip, some people on his street put up Beto Rourke" signs. And he said, I thought that was a little rude, which is fucking hysterical. <laughs> um, and also, you want to hear something really icky? Huh. Um,
1: you already said Ted Cruz.
0: Yes. Well, I'm getting in there, too. Um, he wait, let me see. I want to get the exact quote because I sure don't want to uh, don't want to mess this up. Basically, he was like, I can't believe somebody took a picture of my wife in a bikini, even though she's fucking hot. Ah. Oh, yeah. I will tell you that she's pissed about all the rest. Oh, OK. <clears throat> Chris said it was really creepy that a reporter p- captured a picture of his dog forlornly staring out a window, which. I cannot believe they left that fucking dog at home. And it was even more creepy that his wife, Heidi, was photographed on the beach in her bikini by paparazzi. Quote, I will tell you she's pissed about it. All the rest, she's fine. Heidi is smoking hot. So I looked at these pictures and said, man, you look great. Which, like, uh, what message are we pastors, sending here?
1: Pastors do that, too, on stage. They're like, kids, save yourself for marriage. I got married. My wife is smoking hot. Let me tell you all about There's a whole genre of... uh ex-evangelicals, ex-evangelicals, who who will play off of the smoking hot wife meme that Christian pastors specifically do that makes everyone else cringe. Like, stop talking about her that way.
0: Yeah, and don't worry, we already have a word for it. It's objectification. (laughs) That is the definition. (laughs) Hey, look at my wife. Isn't she pretty? She has no other qualities to speak (laughs) of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Speaking of... Yeah,
1: let's go to the story I actually wanted to talk about this week before I saw that racist video. Uh, A mother at a Catholic school, uh, a mother whose three boys attend a Catholic school in Sacramento, California. Those three boys were expelled uh, over the past couple of weeks. And it's because the church discovered that the mom has an OnlyFans account.
0: Oh, I saw this headline. This sucks.
1: Yeah, she it, they're all pictures. They are like not that I'm ju- I'm not judging and right. I don't care what she does, but like these are not uh videos. And these are not with other people. These are just pictures of herself taken by her husband. I was
0: going to say, it I heard that it. her husband made it, which adds yeah. an, it, um, it took the pictures, which kind of adds another interesting wrinkle to the weird pearl clutching that they're doing here.
1: Yeah. It's like within the confines of marriage, right? Right, um, exactly. I, this is not relevant to the story. Guess how much she makes on OnlyFans?
0: Oh, God. Tell me.
1: $150,000. Dang.
0: A month. Fuck you, heaven. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Okay. What's the difference between Patreon ethically? Is there any difference between Patreon and OnlyFans? Because I'm thinking absolutely not. Nor is OnlyFans uh, unethical in any way. So look out, everybody. Jessica.OnlyFans.com or whatever is yeah, coming your website. way. You I go. will be wearing hoodies and talking about books <laughs> I've read.
1: So Crystal Jackson, she posts on OnlyFans. You you can find it yourself. And basically, here's what happened. She has done nothing. Like, if you didn't find the page, you would not know she does this. Mm-hmm. She is a room mom for second graders, and there's no indication there was anything weird about that. Um, but I guess some of the mothers at the school found her page, sent sent screenshots or something to the principal. Fucking snitches. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what the email said from the principal to the mother Uh, Your apparent quest for high profile controversy in support of your adult website is in direct conflict with what we hope to impart to our students.
0: What the fuck? What is that? Can you explain that to me as if you're talking like a guy who,
1: yeah, a guy who works for the Catholic church thinks the Catholic church is the moral arbiters of how to be good. Okay. And they say let's, this mother let's who stick t- a pin in
0: that and come back around later.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after spending decades covering up child sex abuse, they're very mad that this mother takes sexy pictures of herself and posts them online to paying customers. Um, again, didn't do anything weird as a room mom, didn't talk about this with How the do other mothers.
0: Kind of then.
1: I have hunches,
0: uh huh, and I do too, uh
1: huh. But I don't know. They didn't say, like, and it's it's not like she brought this up. But apparently, the story is mothers at the school sent pictures to the principal and said, "You need to take action." And then the principal did. What cunts? Yeah. Now here's what I appreciate about the situation this could have just ended there. And the church would have been like, I mean, there's no lawsuit forthcoming because the church gets to set its own rules. The school gets to expel these kids and I don't know, make them struggle in the midst of the worst school year ever. Yeah. Um, But <sighs> the uh, crystal and her husband basically went to the press with this Good and phenomenon. said, yeah, this is what the school is doing to our boys. And I, I'm sure Publicity wasn't the primary goal, but it doesn't hurt to make every story about this and every news outlet point out. Here's her OnlyFans page. And also, she's very popular on there.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, go ahead.
1: No, I I was going to say the only thing that really bothered me about the story and the way they handled it is... The one thing she told the news media is she is going to enroll her three boys in a different Catholic school. I mean, so I'm like, oh, my God, what are you oh, doing? God. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. You know, they're going to act the same way. It's like those parents who get mad when a Catholic school fires a gay, gay teacher, teacher who who gets married and they're like, we're going to send our boys to a different Catholic school. It's like, what do you think they're going to do over there next door? Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Take I know Um, there are some places where public school options aren't necessarily the best, but also what do you, I don't know what she thinks is going to happen.
0: Yeah. I, um, (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with the new thing on like dating profiles. Not that I've been on an online dating site, but I see, I'm in a lot of groups that send me a lot of weird screen grabs and it's a lot of men who do the only swipe, right? Which one's the good one? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Right.
1: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> man how are you gonna have a successful only fans i know this again? is gonna be,
0: yeah i'm really gonna have to start at the ground floor on this thing mm-hmm. um but they're like only oh, swipe right if you've never had an only fans or like every female i know has an only fans now and it's like yeah yeah well guys are pe- me- people are willing to pay for it and she's earning money by offering a commodity. I'm not sure why that's any worse than this podcast that I do because, like, my superpower isn't my good looks or pretty face. It's my yellingness, and I make money doing this. Is that morally bankrupt or whatever? It's just, it's just another way for that women are trying to create. Like, women are expected to be beautiful for the admiration of men. And then as soon as they try to commodify that, they're like, hey, now, wait a second. You're just supposed to be beautiful so I can be condescending to you. Oh, you can't make a living off this.
1: So I can talk about you from the pulpit and tell the congregation how hot you are.
0: Right. (laughs) Exactly. It's just so like, oh, man, the second women try to take any control over the sexuality, dudes freak the fuck out. And I just baze in it like their anger makes me stronger.
1: That water is now sold on only fans. So, <laughs> I have All right, I have a totally different story that also bothered me and this one's a trip if you're ready for it. I am always ready. Okay. Uh I I thought we talked about this week and I don't think we did, so we're going to talk about it here cuz um there's an appellate court, the 11th circuit that just heard a case this week that got virtually no attention and I think it's a big deal and I want to talk about it. Here's the situation. Have you ever been on a jury?
0: Uh, No, I went I had jury duty once and I got sent right home.
1: Same deal for me. I got close. They sent me home anyway. But yeah, if you're on a jury, I mean, the whole thing our justice system hinges upon in a trial that has a jury is that the jurors, whatever community, whatever background they have, will set aside their prejudices, put aside whatever they, their thoughts are they will listen to the trial, mm-hmm. listen to the facts, go back and deliberate and come to their best possible conclusion, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole basis of the system. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and again, it's not that they always do that, but that's the premise. Right. You hope they're going to do that. OK. In 20. This is almost incidental. But in 2017, there was a Democratic congresswoman named Corinne Brown from Florida, like member of the U.S. House. OK. She is no longer the representative there, but she was on trial for things involving uh, false tax returns, mail and wire fraud, some serious stuff. Uh Um, For one example, I think she had a scholarship she set up that raised like $800,000 for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Only about 1000 was used for scholarships. The rest was used for other stuff. Ooh. So that's the stuff she was charged with. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. this gets in front of a trial and there's going to be a jury. And if she's found guilty, I mean, she would be going to jail for many years. Again, this is 2017. So, here's what happened they have a trial. They have, uh, I think there were literally hundreds of exhibits and dozens of witnesses mm-hmm. on both sides. A lot of stuff for the jury to consider. Mm-hmm. So, trial's over jury goes back into the deliberation room okay i think this is very early in their discussion where they're just like let's get a straw poll here how many people think she's guilty on what charges so we know where to start our discussion from Mm -hmm. and at one point in there Uh one of the jurors says to the all the jurors base um i want to make sure i'm saying this
0: yeah don't don't ad lib this i'm not gonna get you into trouble
1: Here's what juror 13, uh, who, number 13, s- s- told everyone in the room. A higher power, a higher being oh, no. told me Corinne Brown was not guilty on all charges. Oh, and cool. then he said later he trusted the Holy Ghost. So here's the question. One of the other jurors says that I don't I do that a like mistrial? That. Is that what they're... Well, I think the concern from one of the other jurors is... Can we deliberate with you then since you clearly have made up your mind and you don't seem persuadable since God told you she's not guilty? Mm. Like, why are you on a jury then? Because you're basically telling us you're not going to be persuaded to the contrary. And if you can't be persuaded, you shouldn't be on a jury. That's the whole point. You got to look at the evidence sure. and weigh it. Um. So, that other juror writes a letter to the judge saying, I'm a little concerned. Here's what this juror said. What should we do about it? Should we just continue Uh and move on or what? And okay, this is all years ago, I should add. So the judge, I actually- Oh, I was going to say, this
0: story sounds very familiar. We talked about it years ago when it first
1: happened. The judge brings together the attorneys for both sides. They have a discussion. And here's kind of the argument from both sides. The state- Trying to put her in prison mm-hmm. is saying if this juror is not persuadable, that person shouldn't be on the jury. I don't care that she happens to be against me here. I would be saying the same thing if she said God told me she was guilty, which is what the state wants to hear. you right. saying this is wrong. You shouldn't have this juror. Get rid of that juror. Replace her. We have alternates. You don't have to do a new trial. It's all She's good. Number
0: thirteen. I feel like that's a pretty There's easy one.
1: 12- under- there there are 12 jurors she happened to be number 13 it doesn't mean anything but there were alternates they could have had so they're just like just replace her yeah um corinne brown's attorney said you guys are taking this way too seriously because christians do this all the time where they might say you know um I'm applying for a new job. Here's the salary. Here's the location. I'm going to listen to all that evidence. But you know what? I'm going to let God guide me in the direction of whether or not I should take the job. So they say God is guiding me and telling me to do something. But it's it's really their way of talking. It's They're really making the decision. Don't mm. pretend like she wasn't listening to the trial and just getting a word of advice from God. So the judge hears all this, weighs all this. And then says, you know what? I'm going to send juror 13 home. I'm going to put an alternate juror in place. Mm -hmm. And we will continue this trial that way. Okay. So they did that. And I think there were like 24 charges against Corinne Brown. They came back and said on 20 of those counts, she is guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that is not what that juror 13 said. Juror 13 said not guilty. Right. But the jury came back and said, yeah, she's guilty on like 20 of these charges. And basically it meant... Uh, She had to pay back uh, $664,000 and jail for about five years. That was the sentence. So big deal. After all of that went down, obviously, her lawyer appealed and said, well, this was a mistrial. You shouldn't have kicked out that juror. That's Uh the issue here. And so this gets up to an appellate court. The appellate court votes two to one to say, no, whatever the judge did at like to kick out that juror. It was legal. It sure. was fine. We're not saying it was right or wrong. We're saying he had the authority. It was to above do that. board. It was above board. Nothing weird about that. Whether or not you like the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was two to one. The oh, one was a judge named William Pryor, who was always on Trump's shortlist for Supreme Court, but never Mm -hmm. quite made it because he wasn't Amy Coney Barrett. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he was the one, but it was a two-to-one decision. And so her lawyer, Corinne Brown's lawyer, says, I need the entire 11th Circuit to rehear the entire case because maybe you can overturn what your colleagues did, which is an option that they have. And this week, the entire 11th Circuit heard the arguments from both lawyers, basically questioning was it above board or not to dismiss that juror who made a religious statement as to why he was thinking in a certain direction.
0: Okay, sorry, I want to be clear. They're not retrying the case of the representative. they're not retrying the case. It was two lawyers for
1: about 15 minutes each just saying... The earlier decision from the appellate court to not revisit this, Mm -hmm. that was the right move. Or saying that was not the right move, you need Mm -hmm. to overturn the conviction. And then they could reconvict her if they want to. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, I should say last April, because of COVID, Corinne Brown was released from prison after about three years. She didn't even serve her full sentence. Um, Again, separate from this issue, because this is no longer about her, but... I, I found that to be a fascinating story where a juror openly said, God told me whether this person is guilty or not. And basically at that point, there is nothing anybody could say. No amount of evidence, because that's what faith is. No amount of evidence is going to sway you in the other direction because what does that mean at that point? If mm-hmm. someone says, "But we have evidence, she is guilty," Right. at that point, the person's reaction is, "Well, God told me otherwise. You got to take it up with God. I'm not like defying my Savior." Mm-hmm. You can't have a conversation like that. You yeah, can't that bring makes logic sense. and reason into that discussion.
0: Well, and also when they said, "Oh, it's like I interviewed for two jobs and I'm praying. You know, God told mm-hmm. me this one is right." There is a major difference between like I am deciding between two paths forward or I'm deciding between two jobs or two shirts or two like whatever versus I am deciding what is truth and what isn't. Like those are pretty. And someone else's
1: life is on the line more or less.
0: Right. Because juries are all about in theory, all about finding the truth of what happened. That is in theory what we are doing in trials, right? The, the defense says this is what happened. The prosecution says this is what happened. Yeah. The jury has to decide who is telling the truth. Or, you know, or who reasonable doubt, all that stuff. So there is a truth somewhere. There is an objectively correct choice. Whether or not juries always find it is probably not the case. But like, there isn't an objective right job for you. There isn't an objective like haircut you need to get. Like, it's a completely different mindset. And you're right. If somebody says, nope, God told me, you know, God told me this is true and nobody can convince me otherwise, like, Okay, well, my dog told me that it was false, so I'm not sure...
1: Yeah, it's just as stupid. And yeah. again, if they allow Son of, the some of Sam bullshit, if they allow the conviction to be overturned, I am genuinely worried about what that means. For I mean, the justice system is already broken and they're finding new ways to break it. Mm-hmm. Like what? Then why even bother with the trial? If someone can just say God already told me who's right and who's wrong, who's innocent. I'm sorry, who's guilty and not guilty. I already know the answer. Why bother having a trial at that point?
0: Yeah. And doesn't shouldn't that have come out? I mean, I guess it wouldn't have, but like during jury question, not that I like literally the most
1: I know. never never would have asked for her religion. It was irrelevant.
0: Well, but are there, I guess what I'm asking is like in jury selection moving forward, is there any way to uh, correct for this? If that makes sense, like in the future, how do you avoid this happening?
1: If you read the transcript of when the first judge was talking to the lawyers he said, he brought in juror 13 and said, you know, when we asked you to be on the jury, uh, one of the things we asked you is, do you feel like, I'm paraphrasing, do you feel like you can weigh the evidence and go either way? Mm -hmm. Uh, Some version of that question. And the juror responded, yeah, I think I can be impartial. And that's a question every juror gets asked. Like in a death penalty case, they might say like, are you open to the death penalty if we can prove something beyond a reasonable doubt or something? Right. And if a juror says, no, I oppose it on principle, they're probably not going to have you on there. It's an easy rejection. But in this case, if a juror says, no, if God tells me the person is guilty or not guilty, which is not a question they would ask. If, but they, they said, yeah, I'm open to the evidence. I'm right. open to whatever. That, right. that is what the juror said. So they had no basis to exclude that person. I should also say, for all we know, all the other jurors are Christian too. Like they had no problem like separating their faith from, all right, we got to look at the evidence. We're going to see where it takes us.
0: Right. Uh, I don't know. That's a tricky one because I wonder, is it similar to how, like if I said, if I was on that jury and I said, well, I made up my mind that she's innocent and there's nothing you can say to change my mind. Is that a different pro is the fact that she thinks it's, you know what I mean? like, At some point, most jurors are going to say, "This is what I believe," and you're, you know, I'm not persuadable otherwise, right? Or do I not know anything about anything? I was in twelve angry, twelve angry men in in high school, so (laughs) we call them twelve angry jurors.
1: I mean, you just hope that no matter where they're coming from, no matter what their beliefs are, they have an open mind either way, and they are going to listen to what the lawyers argued and all the evidence. And again, all of them, in theory said, yes, I have an open mind on this. I could go either way. I'm going to yeah. follow the evidence. And then this person in the jury deliberation room said, nope, I'm good. That's why this is an issue. So we'll see. Um, I don't know when the ruling's going to come out. It may take a while, but... Um We'll talk about it when it comes out. Sure. Uh, Let me give a shout out to our sponsor. It's Stardust Science, which was founded by the 15-year-old secular activist and author Bailey Harris. Bailey was watching the TV reboot of Cosmos when she heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about how the planets and the stars and the galaxies and us, we are all made from star stuff. And that was such a cool idea to her. And she wanted to tell her friends about it. And her dad helped her write a book called My Name is Stardust that kind of introduces kids to that idea that we all come from the same place and it's not Eden. Um, A new special edition of the book was just released. It has a foreword by Richard Dawkins. It has beautiful artwork, teaches about evolution and the universe uh, the origin of the universe. It really is meant to inspire a love of science and a sense of wonder for the universe. If you go to stardustscience.com and use the promo code FRIENDLY, Atheist, you will get 10% off anything you buy there. So thank you to them. What do you want to talk about next? I have many options.
0: Oh, um, can we do an abortion case?
1: Can we do I've, an abortion? Yes, go I've,
0: for it. <laughs> I've got one. So this is... So, I would say about once a week, maybe maybe once every other week, I'm bringing in a a different shitty law that's trying to pass in some Bible Belt state, um, and usually they're pretty draconian. It's you know heartbeat bills. It's you can't get an abortion after six weeks, which is blah blah blah. blah. Anyway,
1: this what? one is. Go ahead. What's scary about it is in the past several years, you're right, they would do heartbeat bills or you can't do an abortion after like 20 weeks because they were trying to chip away at Roe v. Wade. But now that they have a conservative supermajority on the Supreme Court, they're doing all the crazy shit they couldn't do over the past few years. Mm -hmm. And that is what I thought of when I saw this one.
0: Yeah. So this one is above and beyond. And like somehow they made their policy less scientifically valid than the other ones, which is frankly impressive. Uh, So this one, (laughs) it's so bad. Excuse me. So in Tennessee, two state lawmakers are introducing legislation that would allow the father of an unborn fetus to deny an abortion for the pregnant woman. So like, If I if my husband knocked me up and I did not want to be pregnant, I would have to get his permission to to get an abortion further if I was, I don't know, raped, say, um, I would probably guess if I was impregnated during a rape that I probably don't want the rapist in my life much anymore. Um, if I have a kid though, he's probably legally bound to it. Um, and so now my rapist can be like, Hey, you can't get an abortion. I've always wanted a kid. That's why I've been raping so many people because I have a misguided understanding of how it means to build a family. And so anyway, yeah, men once and again, not only are controlling the choices women make, but are just monopolizing it. It's, Fucking impressive that they've done this badly. It's so it is so deeply handmaid's tale that I think they are like now at this point, like railroading us into the Red Hood situation. It's not great.
1: (laughs) This was sponsored in Tennessee by State Senator Mark Pody. And uh, in this, there's two bills, one in the Senate, one in the House. And House Bill 1079 is currently in a subcommittee. So it has ways to go. But again, I think the idea is we know this is insane. The fact that they're not even doing um, exceptions in any case. I think they just want to be sued. They want to pass it. They want to get sued. They want this to go to Coney Barrett and That's their hope. Like, they're purposely insane. Pody, by the way, isn't just anti-abortion. He has filed bills in the past to reject marriage equality, like even after it was legalized everywhere. He wants to ban abortions after heartbeat is detected. And one time he tried to make the Bible the official state book. That's this guy.
0: Uh-huh, think, yeah, no, sure. I great, think he great, said great, in an interview, great,
1: they asked him, they asked him, like, come on, seriously, like, you want a rapist to have veto power over a woman's body? And he said, listen, I'm I'm paraphrasing again. I'm pretty sure he says, I'm like, if, if, if a rapist impregnates a woman, I'm pretty sure, like, if he comes to the court and says, I want veto power over this, they would arrest him for the rape, which clearly is the thing that happens in every instance of rape.
0: No, they wouldn't. I bet instead he he wouldn't come forward and say, I raped this woman and now want her to get an abortion. He would come forward and say, we had consensual sex and now she wants Mm. an abortion. And she's crying rape because that's what women do when they've had one too many... Pinot Grigios and have sex and the next day they wake up and, oh, I regret my decision. So I'm going to call rape because rape victims are treated so well in this company, in this country. Every woman wants to be a rape victim. They're praised online for their bravery. They're never doxxed. They're never told that it's their fault. It's just a really lovely world that we rape victims all live in. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely what would happen. What would happen was a woman would say, I've been raped. The guy would come up and say, "Uh, I didn't rape her. We had consensual sex, and she's pregnant, and I want that baby. And everybody would be like, well, we're going to believe the guy, right? Women are stupid in general.
1: You know what's weird? I've seen so many videos over the past couple of weeks of Christian prophets saying, no, 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 Trump is going to be president like I predicted. It's going to happen. God mm-hmm. has mysterious ways like Trump is president in heaven right now and God is biding his t- whatever. I've heard all those prophets and yet your predicting the future seems way more on point.
0: Thank you. Uh huh.
1: Uh, I, let me give you a fun story for two seconds before I get back to total shit again. <laughs> uh, Mars Perseverance rover landed yeah! successfully, which is Hooray! amazing. And the one person who's very, very upset about this is creationist Ken Ham, who cannot believe any money is being spent on frivolous things like learning and exploration. Mm-hmm. After the rover landed, here's what he posted. I'm quoting here. This is an example of evolutionary beliefs driving research. Imagine I have an Australian accent here. NASA is spending $3 billion primarily to see if there was once life on Mars. What an impact there might be if that $3 billion was spent to show people life on Earth could never have evolved by natural processes. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. He's not mad that we spent money on a space program. He's mad that we did not spend that money on... On, on promoting creation? creationism. Yep. Oh, that's like two steps removed from yeah. sanity,
1: mind you. This is the same guy who spent a hundred million dollars building a Noah's Ark replica that had to be sued <laughs> after flooding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot. And about again, that.
1: look, I I could. Maybe arguably see someone saying, why are we spending money going to Mars when we have problems at home that I've heard that argument that actually I can get I can understand it. I think there is value, even economic value to going off into space. That's not what he's saying here. Right, right, right. No, no, no. Um,
0: (laughs) I was really afraid I was going to see ken ham's point of view for a second thank god we didn't get that far that would have been an ugly place we are all
1: in yeah. no I, I don't, yeah he' gonna spend three billion dollars on you think they're gonna how would you spend three billion dollars promoting creationism i mean like starting a bonfire for science books i don't I know mean, what he wants that is right that is the question
0: i always have when they're like oh we should teach creationism like what is there to, t- that's the thing with, wh- when, when you learn about evolution, you're not just learning it for funsies. You're learning it to understand how like a, the scientific method works and b like how we have got, it's not just that it happened. It's, this is what, science looks like this is what darwin did and this is how the guy mendel with his peas did right punt, yeah, pun, pun, yeah. punt squares pundit squares pundit, pundit squares squares. squares. fuck yeah. yeah i was good at that um that was the only thing i was good at science i was such a bad student uh but anyway like i don't know what a creation classroom looks like aside from just bible study which i think they already have
1: Yeah, that is what Ark Encounter is. You think they spend time on science? No, it's just saying, here's what the Bible says. Yeah. Let me give a shout out to Al Green, Congressman Al Green of New York, who during the House debate before they passed the Equality Act. Yes, uh, this week, uh, Al Green gave this speech because a couple other House members had basically said the Equality Act, which... Uh, extends the Civil Rights Act to make sure LGBTQ people can't be uh, discriminated against when it comes to employment, education, housing, jury duty, everything like that. Some Republicans said the bill is anti-life, anti-family, and anti-faith. One congresswoman said it moves our nation away from our Judeo-Christian values. What?
0: What? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I like zone out for a second. What bill is this? That this is the
1: Equality Act. Um, uh, and these Republicans yes. said giving people civil rights is mm-hmm. anti-Christian somehow. And then Al Green comes to the mic. And here's what Al Green said. He and said,
0: I'm so in love with you. He's
1: he's never heard that joke in his life. I well, promise you.
0: I've never made it on this podcast. So I think it was a good one.
1: I guarantee you've made that joke before. <laughs> I mean, on this yeah. podcast. So he gets up. You got to hear the video of this. I can't do it justice. But here's what he says. You used God to enslave my foreparents. You used God to segregate me in school. You used God to put me in the back of the bus. Have you no shame, (gasps) dot, dot, dot. This is not about God. It's about men who choose to discriminate against other people because they have the power to do so. Dot, dot, dot. My record will show that when I had the opportunity to deliver liberty and justice for all, I voted for rights for all.
0: Wham, wham, and, wham.
1: and then they passed that bill. Now, it's not going to pass in the Senate. So it's all for naught because Manchin and Cinema will not get rid of the filibuster. But it was a nice try. <sighs>
0: I'm very curious to see what this is going to look like in the Senate. Um, I'm, I, you know, it's a.
1: Mitt it's Romney has said he's not voting for it. Like it's not getting anywhere in the Senate. Romney
0: um, said that?
1: Yeah. Romney's oh, Republican, first and foremost.
0: No, I know, but I thought. I thought we won him in, like, you know, the moral... I was naive, okay? Nope, nope. Let me be naive about people You sometimes. thought there was a
1: good Republican. You were wrong. Let me
0: cling to hope that all of these people aren't monsters all the time. I know it's not true, but just, I need it, Hemant. I need it.
1: Imagine being a Republican in 2021. There, There's something wrong. Huh. Uh, there's a Texas bishop this week. His uh-huh. name is Joseph Strickland. He tweeted something that was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. hmm it's almost like that white girl's rant from oh. the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, but now imagine an older uh, white man who's a Catholic bishop. We were worried about the wrong ism.
0: Racism. Oh, no, 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 no. Racism. Anytime somebody talks about isms, I know it's going to be awful. Is talking about isms is as bad as somebody said, I don't care if you're black, white, brown, or purple. Like it's the same thing. You're gonna make the same point.
1: I'll give you a spoiler. He he says the word racism and he also says the word but. So <laughs>
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> we were we are worried about the wrong ism. Racism <laughs> is immoral and should be shunned. But but the root of our problems is atheism.
0: Shit. We Let did us it again,
1: Hammett. Let us repent of our sins and humbly return to God. If we do this, racism and every other ill that plagues our society will fall into dust. We must address this root. He's saying if we get rid of atheism mm-hmm. and, and find God, all the societal problems like racism will go away. Meanwhile, you have the white church girl who's on right. staff of a <laughs> megachurch. <laughs> Who's like you guys, why is there so much black talk now <laughs> in think, our church?
0: Do you think that guy called the woman and was like, "Dude, your timing is terrible. I was just telling <laughs> people how not racist Christians were and you came up with this? Like, fucking find your timing better, bud." Imagine. Uh,
1: I mean, I know there's so many studies out there that show that in nations where there is less religious belief and Mm -hmm. practice among people they are better off on just about every measure of health and happiness you can think of Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Belgium is doing fine yeah we're looking at you
0: Scandinavia (laughs) (laughs) at all
1: (laughs) Um, I should say the secular coalition for America responded to the bishop of Tyler Texas and said that this is an absolute lie that has no basis in fact millions of Americans live moral and ethical lives They, they they took him at face value. American atheist was more to the point. Maybe get your own house in order before trying to blame us for all of society's problems. Oh, dang! <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is this is the same guy, by the way, who thinks climate change is a hoax, and he signed a manifesto claiming the pandemic was a plot to create a world government. And he also said last year that true Catholics couldn't possibly vote for a Democrat.
0: Um. Have you? I know I didn't send this over in notes, but have you seen people are lighting snow on fire to prove climate change is false or something? Have you heard I, this?
1: I know that in Texas and other states where they never get snow, but they got snow now, they're trying to show there's some issue with it. Like it's part of a plot, but I don't know what they're trying to do. I know James Inhofe once took a snowball to the Senate floor to prove climate change isn't real. That's a different issue. I don't know what these guys are doing, but I have seen people mocking them for it.
0: While you were talking, I did a slight bit of research. Um, God, I I really like remembering that guy with the snowball. It's just genuinely, I think, going to be the poster for like – when Hawaii is just straight up underwater, everyone's going to be like, remember, remember the guy with his snowball on Santa floor? Okay. I mean, we'll say it
1: between breaths on our scuba equipment.
0: Right. Exactly. So, okay. Apparently, um, some people in Texas are questioning, questioning the legitimacy of the Texas blizzard saying it wasn't natural. This is from distractify. So take it for what it's worth, but it has a good explainer. So, um, There are videos perpetuating the notion that the snowfall in Texas is fake, with some users even going as far as attempting to burn the snow for proof. So, okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to read more. You do another story. I'll come back to this.
1: That's fine. Um, I'll give you one more while we figure this out. Mm -hmm. Here in Poland, uh, Poland is one of those places where blasphemy is still a crime. And the latest victim is a guy named Adam Darsky, who goes by the a stage name Nurgle, and he's a heavy metal musician whose whole shtick is fighting authority, pushing back mm-hmm. against authority. And so about a year ago he took a he posted a picture on Facebook where he's stepping on a picture of the Virgin Mary. And mm-hmm. so he was charged with blasphemy. Uh, he was mm-hmm. fined several thousand dollars, but he appealed and his case is going to trial soon. But in Poland, if you are charged with blasphemy, not only are you, could you be fined, you could be facing up to two years in jail. So Jesus. this is not this is not over nothing. But he posted a video the other day basically saying, look, help me raise money for my legal defense, not just me, for other people accused of this crime. Um, because we talked about this actually early uh, last year a Polish woman was arrested for hanging up uh, a poster of the Virgin Mary with a rainbow halo (laughs) and Catholics were like, what you think the Virgin Mary loves everyone? Blasphemy. And then in 2021, earlier this year, three other women were arrested for doing the same thing. So this guy, Nurgle is basically saying, give me money for the fundraiser. I'm going to help for all of this. Let's push back. Against this blasphemy charge. I should also say humanist international said in its latest freedom of thought report that if you rank the countries in terms of where you have freedom of thought, uh, United States is ranked 24, mostly because we were living under this Christian nationalist regime. <laughs> Poland is ranked 97th. Oof. Um, It's, it's not good. And this guy is the latest victim of that.
0: Ugh, that's really scary. Um, So, here we go. I'm on Popular Mechanics now. They gave me a better explainer. So apparently what I what I said is right, that pe- there's conspiracies linking um, what's going on in Texas with this snow. Th- so they think it's been, like, seeded. Uh, so cloud seeding, which is a thing, but I don't think it would have done this. So, so you can ho- mess
1: with the clouds to make it snow?
0: There, I mean, you can't make it snow, but there is a thing about cloud seeding that you can, like, prompt rain in some cases yes, i yes. think i don't know a lot about it That's i think i heard seating. it on- yeah I, I think i learned that and stuff you should know like 10 years ago <laughs> um so tiktokers are uh have decided that this snow is fake um and that bill gates sent the snow and that there is metal in it so this one woman um bailey i think her name is Um, Oh, nope, nope. She's just making fun of them. Some other woman said she would bring a snowball that was like hard packed together um, and then holds a lighter to it. And instead of... And they believe if you light snow on fire, it should melt into water. But what happens instead is because you're holding like actual fire to the snow instead of it's just 50 degrees today instead of 20 degrees... Um, there's something called sublimation, which is when um, a solid skips right to liquid, or um, uh-huh. think, and turns to gas, or and turns to gas. Same thing with like gas to to solid. Uh, and so when you hold a lighter to snow, it's
1: just turning into gas and not water. And so basically, a bunch of guys who don't know science enough are like look i proved snow is a hoax
0: yeah and this is just the Therefore, the textbook the de- definition of a little knowledge is a dangerous thing because like yeah. they've certainly heard of gas and liquid and solid but they don't necessarily know how they work which is i don't know problematic when you're trying to prove something that's scientific but what do i know
1: sounds about right (laughs) um i got one last story for you here uh in nashville this was interesting last actually i lie i did have one more story i wanted to do forget the nashville story that was not fun (laughs) there was a uh a push by evangelical Christians this week, they released a letter about a hundred Christians spearheaded this. These are like progressive evangelicals, anti-Trump evangelicals. Okay. Like they put out an open letter this week, basically acknowledging the damage done by radicalized Christian nationalism. And they said, Just as many Muslim leaders have felt the need to denounce distorted, violent versions of their faith, we feel the urgent need to denounce this violent mutation of our faith, Mm -hmm. calling out the white evangelicals who are like part of the riots, or at least promoting Trumpism in their Mm -hmm. churches, if not getting political. And it sounds all well and good. And I genuinely appreciate that they are trying to do this. Mm -hmm. Here's my problem with it. Like, he's the people in charge of this Doug Padgett, several progressive Christians, they're basically calling out bad apples, but the problem is the friggin' orchard. Sure. They, like what is going on in your churches that leads people to be racist and promote mm-hmm. racism, even if, and, or to be as dumb as that girl and say like, I'm not racist, but also but, let's yeah. talk about racist stuff. Um, There's something bigger. It's not just the people at the Capitol who are the problem. It's not just the Trump supporters who are insane who are the problem. And that's all they're referring to. They fail to understand that there is something wrong with our church culture that leads the sort of people who go to our churches to do shit like this. And unless they acknowledge what they have done to make this happen, unless they address that, I don't think it's going to happen. They should go like... Look at all these churches that still actively suggest there's something wrong with LGBTQ people right. or trans people or that women shouldn't have complete control over their bodies or right. that, I don't know, evolution is a hoax. Like when you tell people things that are true are lies or that like civil rights is some sort of attack on your faith. Right. And I know some of these churches are really good about a lot of these issues. Mm hmm. But again, a lot of these churches that think they're on the right side of these issues also believe a lot of shitty, shitty stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. And, I don't want to give them credit for that.
0: I don't know to treat it like it's some sort of crazy anomaly. I don't think is necessarily
1: at all accurate. But I, I see what they're doing. One oh, thing that, I can yeah, kind of. No, let's let's talk about that. Muslims leaders. Yes, they, have, they always have to denounce the distorted, violent extremists whenever the extremists do something insane. But like, you have to be a damn fool, especially in the U.S., to act like the extremists represent any significant number of Muslims. That right. totally misses the point. But in this case, 80% of white evangelicals voted for Trump the second time. Right. Right. Like you cannot don't act like this is a fringe movement that you need to <laughs> denounce. This yeah. is your religion. Yeah. Like accept it. You're 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 the anomaly. The people sure. calling it out.
0: Um, I also have I don't know pushback is the right word, but uh, I, I just kind of want to discuss with you. Do you think? I think that the thing about well, Muslim leaders had to den- you know chose to denounce you know, what their extremists were doing. So we're going to do the same thing. My impression was, and, and this could be wrong, um, but my impression was a lot of Muslim leaders felt that they needed to speak out against, against you know, extremist Muslim terrorism because they were afraid of racism and the sure. blowback that their culture would
1: get. And people are because getting- Because so many people were so dumb in thinking, you're all the same, that they're right. like- I mean, of course we reject it. Of course we oppose it and we denounce it. And, like, you shouldn't have to say the obvious. Right. And I think some of them were reluctant to. It's like, why do I have to... Like, I don't see the... Christian churches going after the KKK and putting out statements every week saying we condemn it, you just assume they are against <sighs> yeah. it. Why should we do it too? But you're right, because of the racism, because they were afraid, like if we don't say anything, people will assume we mm-hmm. we are afraid to take mm-hmm. a side on this. So yeah, some and of there them. And they would often be out.
0: called upon by by leader, by yeah, you know, our national but not our national about yeah, uh, governmental, meet, thank you. Yeah. National leaders. Um yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit disin it's a lot of bit disingenuous because I doubt people are people who are wearing cross necklaces are getting shouted at on the streets like people wearing hijabs were in uh you know in post nine eleven or whatever. Like it just it doesn't feel because I think no matter how much flack I think it comes down to this, no matter how much flack um white Christian evangelicals get. They still are protected by white privilege and they still are protected by Christian privilege and they still occupy every office. You know, a Christian has probably held every single office, you know, secular office in this country. And nobody thinks that's, you know, Christian, a Christian taking over. Whereas after the terrorist attack, people were just afraid of brown people because they couldn't be bothered to learn the difference between like, religions let alone extremism within a religion like it's just you're you guys will be fucking fine good for good for these guys for saying they're not part of it but maybe do something that actually has an impact aside from just like we don't like these guys these guys are mean
1: no and and i I just want to reiterate i appreciate what they're doing yeah. They're missing the point if they think the yeah. like 80% of white evangelicals are the fringe minority and acting like that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Can you believe um, we made it an hour without talking about goddamn potato head?
0: I was literally about to say, "Can we talk about potato head now because I'm so stoked to talk about this?" <laughs> So the the story I think is interesting because I sent it over I, I said to him and I wanted to talk about the potato head stuff. And he was like, it's not even what they think it is, but I don't think what Hasbro That's or whomever is, is doing is that is it Hasbro? Is that what it is? It is Hasbro. Hasbro. They make they're the toy. They're not my concern. It's the fucking response, which is cuckoo bananas crazy pants. Like so it the is accurate wild. version of the
1: backstory here is there's a Mr. Potato Head famous toy. They, I think at some point made Mrs. Potato Head. It's just a stupid friggin' toy potato with holes. And you can put in a mustache or take it out and do that with other body parts too. And all they did is say, you know what, maybe they're expanding the line of products. So they're saying, we're just going to say this is the potato head brand right because there's a mr potato head and a mrs potato head and maybe baby shark potato coming soon i don't know but that's what they did they said they're all potato head now under that umbrella of products and somehow the associated press which is normally reliable is like well i guess it's gender neutral now mm-hmm. and they their actual story had to backtrack on that or they mm-hmm. revised it or something but republicans went ape shit over the idea that Mr. Potato Head is gender neutral because Mr. Potato Head's genitals matter mm-hmm. and they're very invested mm. in potato peni. Well, and. I think well, that's and how the- this works.
0: Well, and the other, I, I think the real problem is that before we had a Mr. Potato Head and we had a Mrs. Potato Head um, and that existed in a binary, but now what are we going to have, Ms. Potato Head? Are you fucking <laughs> out of your mind? A woman can only be defined by her marital state, so take Ms. Potato Head and blow it out your ass. Miss Potato Head, are you fucking kidding? A human woman with no man to speak for her? This is nuts. This is absolutely off-the-grid crazy. I just... I'm so obsessed. Like, this... It feels like parody because... it was like a potato. The,
1: <laughs> it was it's- one of the lead stories on Fox News last night. Well, and it's not we like... We bombed another country mm-hmm. and the potato was the top story. Eyes on the prize, Fox News. Uh, no, I...
0: <laughs> I just love... It's not like Mrs. Potato Head came with giant tits or something like that. It's a fucking potato shape. It's not like... There is nothing – and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mr. and Mrs. Potato were slightly different. Like Mrs. Potato had a more like hourglass potato shape or whatever. But like it is – it feels like clickbait of like what can we get conservatives to be mad about today? Is it telling you that a potato doesn't have an inherent gender? Great. I can't believe that worked, but here we are. Good for us. We did it. Like it's – so funny and so fun and so low stakes. I, You know me. I love a low stakes story like this. And this is just like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I stuff. mean,
1: I want to enjoy it. But then I realize, oh, right. The Equality Act won't get passed because of lies Republicans are spreading <sighs> about trans people. Yeah. It's like, oh, this all feeds into that same lie. I can't even enjoy stupid scandals that <laughs> yeah. only dumb people make a big deal about.
0: That's fair. I do. I like to think that. <laughs> I like to think that the problem that conservatives have have with like trans and non-binary people is they're just afraid of being tricked. As if anybody gives a fuck about them. Like no, like no, nobody's gonna be like, "Ooh, I'm a woman, but I have a penis." Fucking gotcha. Like it's just, it's not, it's not what anybody's doing ever. It's the le, it's it's just. Oh, it's so much, and they're so mad about the potato. It's a potato. Oh, do, it's.
1: Do you sometimes wish you had right wing problems?
0: Oh in, God, you know. Well, I just thought of a uh, onion article I want to pitch. Can we? Can we tread to- heaven? Before this airs, can we try to make a fake story that they're changing the colors of the Mister P- of the Potato Head so it's more inclusive to s- as skin colors, and see if we can get people to freak the fuck out over that? Like, I want a peeled Potato Head. I want like a Yam Potato Head. I want like a dark brown Potato Head, and just watch them f- like fly out of their senses i think that'd be a fun prank one of,
1: one of my uh one of the other writers on patheos is the mm-hmm. guy who just publishes satirical stories about mm-hmm. religion what's it called? Uh, uh, laughing in disbelief
0: oh yes 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 I like and okay.
1: he posts a lot of just satirical types uh, similar to what you just said mm. and the funniest thing to see is when snopes has to debunk it and tell people, you guys, it's a satire page. It's not real, but people Ooh. are spreading it. <laughs> and, he, and he always says like in a Facebook chat, like, um, I can't believe anyone fell for it. But I mean, isn't that
0: the thing? Like, Poe's law was always sort of a, a thing we kind of lived our life by that it's really hard to to do a caricature of a really outlandish, very religious person or very conspiratorial minded person. But it's just gotten to the point where it's, like, kind of overlapping that, like, the real extremists are so outrageous and weird that we – I I don't know how to parody it because they've done it. They've done the thing. They've said the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I guess – I mean, that's why, honestly, like, that's why I'm excited for SNL to come back because for four years it was just, like, here's what fucking Trump said this week. Yeah. It's not a joke. He's just – off his fucking rocker enough that everything he says sounds like it could be a joke or it could be factual and now like i can watch the low stake i just want low stakes haven't i don't need everything to be high stakes it's very exhausting
1: it would be nice
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> one day yeah do you have anything else um the southern baptist coalition i don't even care about the story southern baptist coalition uh, booted four churches out of its membership it's oh. not something they do very often two of the one church had uh a sex offender as its pastor like a convicted registered sex offender and they okay. were like no nope, we cannot allow that oh. another one had a pa- pastor who i believe uh was a convicted rapist Mm-mm. and guess why the other two churches are getting kicked out
0: oh gay pastor accepted gay four. families
1: you got it oh
0: uh, girl
1: They accepted gay couples, couples into their church and didn't Mm -hmm. just be they didn't just spew the fire and brimstone. So two churches were booted from the SBC for being too nice to LGBTQ people.
0: Well, I mean, listen, at least they're saying the quiet part out loud, right? Like, at least they're saying, like, under no circumstances do we like or agree with or support or acknowledge our LGBTQ brothers and sisters and siblings. They're just not going to hide behind that anymore. It's, (laughs) boy, it's so much. Those nerds.
1: Oh. (sighs) Um, I got nothing else. Okay, I'm
0: done, too. I do. This is... (laughs) not plugging anything i just watched the most cuckoo bananas show on uh on netflix that i really want people to watch it's called behind her eyes and my my i too i had a, my friend and my friend leah both of whom have been on this show separately text me and said just just watch this show is, and-
1: without giving anything away is this the one with the cuckoo ending Sure that's as heaven. That is all I know about this thing, okay. and I haven't seen it.
0: Here is how I will describe it. First of all, there is nothing I can say to spoil this ending because it is so bonkers. <laughs> also, Leah described. She was like, "Yeah, it's one of those things that you're watching it, and it's pretty good." And then this twist happens, and honestly, it was irresponsible. Is how
1: she, <laughs> how she put it. And I watched. I don't, it. Know if, I don't know if that's good
0: or bad. I. Ju- the thing is, like. I, d- I don't know if it's good or bad either. I'm literally putting together like a Google Hangouts, like video chat with like four of my friends who are going to watch it between now and then so we can discuss whether or not this is a good piece of media. It is crazy. And all I want to do is talk about it with people. So please watch it and then just like t- <laughs> don't spoil it. Don't tweet it. Like don't tweet at me with any spoilers. I, I don't want to s- actually spoil it for people. But I just need to know was this. A good ending or not. I don't know. I know there's no objectivity in art, but I need to know. I need to know if it's good or bad. It has to be good or bad. I don't know. It's so, it's the biggest fucking swing. Anyway, I just all only want to talk about that for the rest of my life. Got it. So um please tweet me or email us friendly atheistpodcast at gmail.com. He'll just forward those right on to me. <laughs> Tell me, is this good or is this bad? Things I do know. Everybody on the show, extremely attractive. Other thing, Scottish accents, love them. God love them, you know. Anyway, that's what I've been doing with my time. Uh, do you have any... So you said there's a interview that we're putting up? There's an up?
1: interview. It's going up next week sometime, but uh, uh, patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast subscribers will get it now. I have mm-hmm. a big video I've been working on for like six months. Is it your it's
0: birthday video? Because your birthday was yesterday and I forgot about it until nothing. just now. <laughs>
1: it's all good. It's It has nothing to do with that. But I've been working on it forever in bits and spurts. And it took for, I thought, here's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a 20 minute video. I'm purposely not telling you what it's about.
0: Yeah. I thought it was going
1: to be a 20 minute video where I could just like run through some stuff. Uh And then I kept going and it's like, now it's two and a half hours. Whoa. (laughs) And I have never made anything that long and I've never put that much time into it. So I may put it up for public this weekend on the Friendly Atheist YouTube page. Will
0: you you tell, tell me what it is when we're off the air? maybe oh my god oh boy you better Um, be
1: one of my patreon subscribers
0: (laughs) I am your patreon
1: (laughs) we'll see about that
0: anyway um so oh also thank you I got a couple orders in the last couple days from from my uh etsy shop uh bitches got stitched done so um I still got some room for some other projects so reach out to me there um you can also hear me on cooper duper a twin peaks podcast for regular people that i do with my husband and it's very fun and um and i have enjoyed doing it very much and i think that's all i've got
1: all right we'll talk to you next week you know where to find us we'll talk to you then bye bye